You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, welcome back to episode 82 of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. We're recording here on Friday, December 2nd, oh, December 2nd, December 16th. It's your boy JD back here. We got Aaron. Aaron, how you feeling today, man? Dude, I'm good. If, if, I, was, if I was worse, I'd be uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I'll say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> for, no re- for no reason, you know, I just kind of throw the guy under the bus immediately. So why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you're not a fan of him. Uh, <laughs> last last uh, on Monday, we had a little segment where we started where we did we called it, you know, our, our shit stain of the week and our standout stud of the week after some bit of bit of a pushback from that. We're going to change that to shit show of the week. Um, <laughs> so we're moving forward on every Monday. We will have a, our shit show player of the week, Aaron, and I'll pick a guy and our standout stud of the week. So just for the listeners, we'll let you know that right off the bat. Um but yeah, after after some good, you know, a good little laugh there on Trubisky's behalf. Hey, look at that rhyme. We do have to start off with a bit of some somber news um, in the college coaching world. Um, legendary coach Mike Leach passing away. Aaron, uh, I know we did a, a segment uh, yesterday on that, or was it Wednesday? We did a segment West uh, Wednesday on that, um, touching on Leach and then uh, touching on the other college football games and some news on that. So if you guys are interested in our thoughts. Go check out that detailed uh, podcast. But uh, real quick, real summary here. What, what are your immediate thoughts on on Leach? Just to start us off. Yeah, man. Like, like you said, we we did touch that on that in, in detail in the in the other podcast. So definitely listen into that one. I thought that was a really good show. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, man. Just a very unfortunate way to to pass away, obviously. And and I'm looking up here, man. He actually has the same birthday as me, so. Uh, kind of, kind of interesting there. I did not know that until literally a second ago, but, um, oh, well. you know, what a great, that? great, uh, March 9th, March 9th there. Uh, okay. All right. But yeah, legendary coach, man. Like, like we talked about, I mean, he, he pretty much, uh, did the air raid, uh, passing attack. He, he created that basically. So, uh, innovator of the game and just a very interesting guy all the way around. So, like I said, numerous times, very unfortunate and, and it was a heart attack that, that basically started started the decline of, of Mike Leach on, on Saturday and then passing away that Monday. Yeah, definitely. I can't imagine that. Um, the pain that that family's going through, that school's going through. So we'll continue to keep our thoughts and prayers 
with the Leach family and, and everybody who knew him, obviously an incredible man, incredible legacy, nothing but respect and love throughout the coaching world. I, reading multiple articles, I, I didn't see anything negative said about the guys, just a class act, you know, a bit of a clown too. Some of his um, interviews were, were hilarious. They never knew never knew what he was going to say. One of the many reasons people liked him. So check out uh, our last podcast, as we said, if you want to hear more on our thoughts on Leach and other things on the college football radar moving forward. So let's get into the NFL this week. Are you pumped, Aaron? I'm pumped, dude. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to lace them up myself. You know what I mean? All right. All right. So we got to go back to Monday night's game, Patriots and the Cardinals. Overall, I think a relatively boring game. We got to mention the crybaby, Kyler Murray. In this case, he actually has a reason to cry because unfortunately, (laughs) torn ACL on a non-contact injury. Hey, that might have been a bit brutal, but it's my honest opinion. So, (laughs) I mean, you got both, you tied them both in there, like tied it like a knot. Brutal and honest in the same in the same sequence right there, but yeah, man. I mean, what Kyler Murray was in for a couple of minutes. He put, he threw one pass. It's about that's about the extent of what he did, and then a, a rush for three yards. I mean, not good. Obviously, Arizona is is in a really bad spot now, and there's rumors that Cliff Kingsbury is probably going to get the can after this year. So uh, they just du- uh, dumped a ton of money into Murray, um, and and obviously they're. They dropped a four and nine on the season, just all around disaster uh, in Arizona, unfortunately. 100%. There's news as well that their GM stepped down due to health concerns. Uh, so that that's, you know, just add fuel to the fire there, the, the dumpster fire they got going. If you like to say dumpster fire they got going out in Arizona. It, to me, it's, it's disappointing to a point because they were so much fun to watch just a few years ago. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not too upset. You know, because their quarterback has proven to to throw fits and um, just not not how you lead a team in the NFL. It's, so I'll touch on one thing real quick, man. With that is, uh, it's kind of sad that JJ uh, Watt he leaves the Texans to go to like, you know, a better situation for him. He probably thinks, you know, we're gonna get a, at least a chance at a, at a Super Bowl out there with with the roster right. they had and and you know, obviously Kyler Murray coming off that hell of a season that he had right before he got there. Uh, that being J.J. Watt, and now ever since he's J.J. Watt's been there, it's been nothing but disappointments, and it almost reminds me of like his days in the Texans once again. So it's just uh, I feel bad for him. He's such a great player, Hall of Famer, no question about <clears throat> no question about it. If I if I continue to have voice cracks, I might have to uh, you know I might have to step out here and get a, a different <laughs> host, but uh, or, or co-anchor <laughs> nah. today. But uh, yeah, man, that's uh. That's a shame for him, just individually. Like that sucks for JJ Watt. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, definitely, man. That's it is sad for sure. I loved watching JJ uh, play. Obviously, a phenomenal player. He's won uh, three Defensive Player of the Year awards, I believe, out in Houston, and they just couldn't get over that hump. And now they're garbage, and then going out to Arizona, and now they're garbage. You know, <laughs> I, I think he's going to be one of the greatest defensive players of all time to never win a Super Bowl. And, and honestly, I mean, if he would have never got injured. You're talking, in my opinion, top five of all time defensive players. You know, I'd put him, and this is going to be controversial, but I would put him on the level of like a Lawrence Taylor, you know, when he's fully healthy, just the way that he wreaked, like wreaked havoc on the game, his sack numbers, just the way he could just absolutely bulldoze people, interception returns for touchdowns, you know, forced fumbles. Guy was a menace. And uh, it is definitely sad to see to see him play for a team now that, that isn't going anywhere. It's trending down. 
But um, yeah, so speaking of trending down, unfortunately, big during that Patriots game, which was a 27-13 win by the Pats, um, Patriots wide receiver Devontae Parker had a concussion. Now there is going to be a review by the NFL and the NFL Players Association uh, reviewing the events of how it was handled. So he went down, and uh, I'm trying to find the exact quote here on it. But did, did you see that? Uh, anything about that when I try to find this article here on my phone did you hear anything I did I I heard the NFL hire someone to like be a concussion like not a concussion expert but basically to know what's going on um you know when a guy is having symptoms of a concussion and and there was one of those you know present in every game to my knowledge uh and I don't know how you missed that man I mean the guy obviously super wobbly getting up and uh, yeah. Nelson Aguilar really, if, if if it wasn't for Nelson Aguilar, he might have, you know, continued to play and, and God only knows what would have happened at that point. So uh, kind of a shit show for the NFL, in my opinion, on that one. They kind of dropped the ball on that. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, you know, I don't want to say, you know, one concussion is worse than another concussion, but it kind of brought flashbacks of the Tua situation, you know, early in the season, just absolutely pathetic coaching. And Parker, you know, hopped on Twitter and um, – his words were, get on y'all's effing job at the NFL. Thankful for my brother. Was aware of the situation at Nelson Aguilar underscore 15. So definitely um, mad respect to Aguilar. Didn't do anything on the Eagles or not much. But um, looking out for his, you know, another man's human. Uh, not human, another man's human. <laughs> looking out for another <laughs> man's health as a, you know, makes him a good human being for sure. And, you know, all, you know, best of luck to Parker and hopefully he's able to recover quickly and the NFL is able to get to, to the bottom of this. It's just tough, man. Like the NFL being a, like a battlefield in some ways, you know, they step, they call it the gridiron, you know, they step on their modern day gladiators and I mean, on battlefield might not be the right word to use. I apologize, but just, to, just the gridiron is just so hard, so hard to, to be able to monitor everything. So sucks. Yeah, yeah, man. Watching that back. I mean, you can just tell on his face, like, his expression, he's like, he doesn't know where he's at. And as soon as you see that, I mean, that's a telltale sign of a concussion. Like, um, like I said, the NFL needs to, I mean, they're going to get themselves in serious trouble if they uh, continue to let this type of stuff happen. Because, I mean, his offensive lineman uh, basically had to hold him up to get him back to the line of scrimmage. Like, that's just a, he was obviously not, not there mentally at all whatsoever. So, uh, the risk, like I know when you're playing with a concussion, if something happens on top of that, you can be like paralyzed really. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's scary situation. Dangerous. Yeah. Extremely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely an L on the part of the NFL, but I'm glad they've hired people to, to try to take care of it. You know? So uh, speaking of trying to take care of things, <laughs> this is ridiculous. The NFL is considering a rule change for hits on defensive defenseless players and rough in the passer. They're talking about bringing in instant replay. They're talking about, you know, instant ejections for plays like that. You know, and I, I think targeting is a good reason for ejection, but instant replay so you can challenge a roughing the passer call, dude, that, that just sounds absolutely ridiculous, you know, or to look at it and be like, was that a roughing the passer? Because there's penalties on every play. Obviously, we want to watch our quarterbacks and defenseless receivers, but just trying to be perfect with it. And it's going to come down to human error regardless that's insane, man. Yeah, man, I I totally agree with you. We're not we're not exactly skipping Shannon right now. No, no, uh, 
not to uh you know bring up a further segment in the show but yeah um, we'll get to that later big big but, news from skip and shannon for sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man like to to sit there and, re- and review like if you're a referee you should be able to tell if that was roughing or pa- roughing the passer or not like right then and there so if you can't if you can't do that right then and there i don't know why you're you're an official really that's uh especially as there's a guy standing like you know the field judge i want to say is standing right there so Seems pretty self-explanatory to me. Yeah, absolutely. And even Troy Vinson, who's the NFL executive vice president of football operations, you know, he's not a fan of the idea. Direct quote, don't think that's in the best interest of the game. Game should be caught on the field. It's played on the field. Replay is there to assist the clear and obvious. I think chasing perfection is a dangerous place to go for the National Football League and frankly for officiating. And that's what happens with the cameras replay. You begin chasing perfection, which is not a good place for the game. So, you know, he went on to say that as long as it's consistent, which he believes that it's been pretty consistent with the way they've called the penalties, then he thinks there should be no change. He thinks there should be no change. And I completely agree. It's, yeah, 100% agree on that. So I'm, I'm glad that Vincent sees that. I think the players ultimately, you know, are going to be more in favor of that. You know, And as a fan, like, do we really want to see that all the time? Obviously, someone gets hit. And you're like, wow, it's a clear penalty that they missed it. Or there's a bad call. You look back at the Brady call earlier in the year. And, you know, there's another call. I forget where the guy went down and embraced himself with his arms and they ended up calling a penalty. But as a fan, it's like, wow, we should review that. But a couple a couple bad calls throughout the year isn't enough to make the game like that. So that's, yeah, that, that's my opinion. That This past week, man, that, that Kenny Pickett, like I saw a lot of Steelers fans commenting on the fact that like they didn't call it roughing the passer for Kenny Pickett, and he got absolutely body slammed into the ground. Um, that's yeah, that was you, bullshit. That, makes that was you, bullshit. Yeah, it makes you scratch your head. Like what, you know, what are these guys thinking? These referees, man. Like I, I'll be the first one to say I, I, I don't like referees. or kind of like the police of of sports, but like when they're doing a good job, you know, that that's it's good to have them. But when they're not doing a good job, it's a it's a serious issue. And now you're talking about people's. I mean, the Steelers should have had a, a penalty, and then obviously it doesn't bring pick it back into the game. But that's just uh, you can't be missing straight up like calls right in front of your face. That's that's pathetic in my opinion. Especially when it results in an injury, it's like they're literally adding insult to injury. You're not even getting anything <laughs> out of the play. And, and honestly, you know, obviously the player's health is the most important, but part of making it so that the game is safer is making sure those penalties are being called. So that there's you know more ramifications, harder harsher ramifications. The 15 yard penalty can lose you the game, ultimately. You know, so 100%. and you know with that that game being close with the Steelers and them ending up you know losing that game, who knows? If it wasn't for Mitch Trubisky, they probably would have won. But anyway, it's <laughs> my turn. My turn to throw some digs at the man. Uh, <laughs> very easy to do. Very very easy to do. <laughs> for sure, uh, a lot more of an exciting game to talk about game yesterday san francisco and seattle did you see any of that game man i saw a little bit uh to be honest with you not not a lot here but i did see some of that bits and pieces here and there yeah dude uh san francisco wrapping up the nfc west they had a sweep of the of the series with the seahawks you know first time since uh 2000 and da, 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 blanking out I like my stats, but I'm blanking out. They haven't had a season sweep of the, the Seahawks for a little while. But overall, man, an impressive uh, – 2011 that was the first last time. Wow. But overall, an impressive game by Purdy, you know, becoming the 6'9ers quarterback to win his first two starts. 
What do you think about Purdy, bro, in this situation? Obviously, we've we've touched on it before. It's Kyle Shanahan. He's a, he's a genius on the offensive side of the ball. But the man still got to be able to make the plays. I mean, some of his his pump action, he had a double pump action, then right across the middle, I know, passed to Kittle, who was so wide open. And then Kittle did his thing, made a few moves, and went in the end zone. But Purdy throwing two touchdowns to George Kittle, having a solid game running the offense. Is this kid the uh, the real deal, or is this just a product of Mike Shanahan or uh, Kyle Shanahan? I'm sorry. Um, I think it's a little bit of both, but I I think you can't really take anything away from Purdy right now. Like, uh, like you said, he has to make the plays, man. Like, I know if a guy's open, like anybody in the NFL should be able to hit him, and that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, but at the same time, man, like he's he's playing really really well. No no turnovers again this game. Uh, so he's protecting the football. He's He's doing his job and he's winning games. So I know this team's loaded in a lot of different positions, but uh, I don't know. They uh, they found at least a stopgap for for the time being until, like I want to say, Trey Lance comes. I I don't think they should go with Jimmy G again. Me me personally, but um, both those guys can win games for them as well. So he's playing at a high level, and, and I can't really question it. Like. You know, if you look too in depth, like what's his QBR, this, that, and the third, maybe, maybe there's a couple underlying things, but I, the eye test tells me he can play and, and he's continuing to win. So, uh, so far so good until, you know, maybe something comes out as far as tape for another team that they can, you know, maybe blitz him a certain way or, or run a certain zone coverage, but that 49ers team can run the boss very, very well. So it's, it's, it's a tough team to go up against, man. It really, really is. 100%, you know, CMC, you know, McCaffrey, as you mentioned in the last podcast, I believe it was, you know, you, you said McCaffrey might be the one of the best wide receivers on the team, which is saying a lot considering, you know, they got Samuel and, um, but yeah, McCaffrey having another good game, 108 yards and a tutty, as you would say. <laughs> so just overall, you know, domination. Um, I do want to talk about the other side of the ball a little bit. Geno Smith obviously didn't lead him to victory, but had a little bit better of a game, you know, statistically than before. Seahawks dropping to seven and seven, kind of falling off a bit from what they were in the beginning of the year. You know, they were overachieving, or or were they? Do you think they bounce back from this? Do you think they end up making the playoffs? Do you think Geno can lead them there? I don't know, man. I I was not. I know Geno is is statistically still having a great year, but. Uh, it's not going to get any easier for them at least next week. I mean, they go Christmas Eve, they play in uh, Kansas city, which is, I mean, good luck with that. Um, So, you know, you're playing in Kansas city, you're playing the chiefs. I don't see them winning that game. Then they come home against the jets on on January 1st. That's a winnable game. They they might win that. I give them a good chance to win that one. And then uh, Rams and Seahawks to close out the year. That's like a 50, 50 as well. I would say maybe, uh, but probably a winnable game as well. So if they win two out of three, they're probably in. Um, but they have to, in my opinion, they have to win two out of three. They can't, they can't go zero and three or, or even one and one and two, in my opinion, to uh, to get in. So uh, a team that's not going to make much noise, even if they do get in, in my opinion. But um, obviously, you want to make the playoffs if you're in that position. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. You know, building on on what they can and, and who knows maybe after a good first year 
Geno Smith is the answer for a little while as a bridge bridge quarterback. I mean, he's already 32, but career journeyman, having a good season. But I agree, they're not going to make – if they do make the playoffs, they're not going to make much of a much of a splash there. And um, Giants-Commanders, obviously a big game coming up, Sunday night game this, this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit here. So, yeah, it's tough for, tough for Smith. I feel bad for him to a point, but the guy's definitely earned – earn the respect of, you know, put the league on notice about about his skill set and we'll see moving forward whether or not he makes some extra money. Worst case scenario, he'll, he'll get a nice backup quarterback contract. <laughs> For sure, so, man. For sure. But I just can't say enough about the Niners and their defense. You know, the eighth consecutive win, Purdy's playing well. You know, Bosa had another sack who's many think is going to be the defensive player of the year. That That's, that's a tough one to call. Um, but does San Francisco potentially have a three-way quarterback problem? If you think about it, you mentioned they went back, bring back Jimmy G, but let's say Purdy goes out here, leads him to a deep playoff run or even potentially a Super Bowl, no third-string quarterback or no player who has started the season as a third-string quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl um, you know, or started and won the Super Bowl. Um, do you have a, a Trey Lance versus Purdy? competition i mean if the guy comes out and leads him in a deep playoff run you re- are you really turning back to, to trey lance who honestly who's been unproven he's shown little flashes here and there but the guy hasn't played i know you gave up a lot for him but you got mr irrelevant leading you deep into the playoffs <laughs> man what do you what do you think is there is there a, a controversy brewing in, in san fran i mean not not so much mr relevant so far right i mean the guys put the league on notice like it's it's crazy but i mean Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They 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 go out and win a, a Super Bowl with their backup quarterback Nick Foles, and then they turn back to Carson Wentz the next season. And I mean, it was not to say these are completely the same situation, but I mean, if they could True. do it over again, I don't think they would have went back to Wentz. I'll say it that way. Like you know, I know they gave up a ton for him, but I I, I ride with the guy who got me there, man. Like if Purdy goes Absolutely. out, yeah, like I think these teams think too much and. Oh, it's a, you know, sometimes it's the younger guy. Sometimes it's how much did we give up to get him? This and this, that, and the third. But dude, if he goes out and gets you to the Super Bowl, I'm not, I'm not turning the keys over to anybody else until he proves me otherwise. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, 100%, 100% now, agree with you. If, if he, if he gets blown out in the playoffs and he looks horrible, then, then it, it's all, all systems go for a quarterback competition. But until that happens, man, like he's, the, the team's playing well around him. So um, just ride that out as long as you can. I want to see what happens if the 49ers get down. Can Purdy stand in there with the confidence necessary to bring him on a comeback? Because he's proven he can make some really good throws. He hasn't gone crazy with the deep ball, and he's had a lead, you know, aside from 0-0 at the start of the game. He's had a lead <laughs> the entire time he's been playing. So I think that'll be a big test for him. If the 49ers get down, what can he do? If he can lead some comebacks. Then, then we really got to look at this guy as a potential long-term starter in San Fran. I'm sure some uh, Niners fans would disagree with me on that, but that's my opinion. It might be brutal, but it's honest. <laughs> screw, screw Trey Lance if Purdy makes it all the way. That's my opinion. Hey, I mean, Trey Lance is, is – I mean, I'm not going to say he's injury-prone, but he's already got injured. Like, if Purdy can, you know, withstand the whole playoff run and not be injured, like, there's something to be said for that even. I mean, you – the quarterback position is so important, man. You need everything to go in your favor. I, 
everybody talks about like Carson Wentz's ceiling is so high and, and a lot of these guys ceiling is so high, but like, I I want results, man. Uh, I'm a results-based, you know, results-based business. That's what the NFL is. So if he's winning games, like he's the guy for the job. Uh, that's just the way I think it should be. And, and like JD said, I mean, if it's, if it's brutal and it's honest, then how are you going to hate that? You can't hate on brutal <laughs> and honestly. <laughs> well, let's move on a bit here to some other injuries and notes on that Eagles punter uh, obviously was hurt in that, that Giants game the only downside of that Giants game but they have signed three-time pro bowler Brett Kern to replace him um, as Sipos recovers with that ankle injury so a little bit of a uh, definitely some experience we'll see what Kern does hopefully the Eagles won't need him very often he can just sit there on the bench and enjoy enjoy the heaters um, <laughs> I like that other big news other big news we got Cole Beasley signed to the Bills practice squad. They uh, coerced him out of retirement. So he obviously knows the system there in Buffalo, knows what's going on. So they signed him. And the Cowboys going out and grabbing T.Y. Hilton. I think we mentioned that on the last podcast um, briefly on Monday's session. But T.Y. Hilton going to the Cowboys. So I got a few words for you here, Aaron. Odell's going to join us. Odell's going to join us. Who's saying that? And do you think it's crazy? Hey, man, I'll I'll say that he's going to – I've said since day one he's going to Buffalo, right? Come on. Well, that's a direct quote. Odell's going to join us coming from Cowboys owner Jerry Jones oh, telling boo. USA Sport, talking to USA Sports early, uh, on Thursday, to direct, quoting him, there's a good chance he will with the complete goal of getting ready for a playoff game or two, and then I'll look to the future, but most of it being about now. And then he goes on later to say he's been working out, and of course he's extraordinary. And then this is something that that blew my mind. I'm hopeful we can get into some important games and have some Deion Sanders type results. That's that's a high high ceiling he's looking for for Odell Beckham Jr. And I mean, we talked about who was now known as Coach Prime uh, on our the <laughs> podcast about the college football stuff. So just another reason to go listen to that last podcast, but. Bro, what what the heck, man? They're they're expecting Courtney to Jones. They're expecting to sign him after this this week's game against Jacksonville. I know we've beaten the beaten that like a dead horse, the OBJ, you know, drama and everything. But this this sounds like the king of drama in the NFL himself. Mister Jones is going to sign another drama queen. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think he comes in, makes a splash? Do you think this is just more unnecessary hype? I mean, dude. Uh, who knows? What the I I don't trust what Jerry Jones says, uh, nor do I, nor should anybody, in my opinion. He's said a lot of outlandish stuff in the past that hasn't come true. Uh, but um, I don't know, man. Like every everything's pointing to the fact that this might happen. Uh, I really would not like this at all, to be honest with you. I, I'm not. I'm far from the biggest OBJ fan to begin with, uh, and now like if he goes there. He's kind of public enemy number one, in my opinion, as as an Eagles fan. So, um, unfortunately, um, I, I just I think he will make an impact. I'll, I'll say it like that because you can't cover all those guys on that team, uh, like C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. Uh, you got Schultz, you got Pollard coming out of the backfield. Like it, it's a lot to to keep up with there. So you add OBJ, it'll kind of be like a Rams thing, I think, again where. You know, Cooper Cup was getting all the attention, so bang, OBJ's wide open. Like it, it that's what scares me about it. Um it's still the Cowboys at the end of the day, the the biggest choke artist you can uh 
you can point to, but uh, it, it is going to help them. I, I'll say that if he goes there, it will help them as long as uh, I call him Mister Mister Breakable because he's always broken on the field. But uh, if he if he can stay healthy, it will it will be a bad uh, thing in my opinion for for the Eagles and and anybody else that has to go up with them, uh, especially with obviously the signing of T.Y. Hilton. I'm not as big as on that one, but. They're definitely loading up. They're 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 getting ready for the playoffs, unlike a, a Dallas team I've seen in the past. So uh exactly. definitely does does concern me a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. I was gonna say they're making themselves as less likely to choke as possible with the way <laughs> that they're the way that they're ramping up. I think they're taking a few uh, pages out of the, the Eagles book, grabbing good, good quality players um throughout the season. So they're gonna need to beat the Eagles to uh, make it to the Super Bowl, and they're obviously trying to beat the Eagles on Christmas Eve to try to get a chance to steal that division. But um, not too worried. It's going to be one heck of a game. I'm excited for that one. Uh, one more injury report here. Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota is heading to injured reserve with the knee surgery. Um, Desmond Riddler was going to get the start regardless. So looks like Mariota's time is going to be over in Atlanta. You know, best of luck to him with his recovery on the knee surgery. But We'll see what Riddler can do. You know, we don't have to really talk about that. I know we mentioned that before, but that came across the wire per Ian Rappaport. So just had to mention it. And then Debo Samuel is they're expecting him to be out for about three weeks as well per Ian Rappaport. Then Kenneth Walker did play yesterday, despite the fact his team lost, but he was able to play. So no further aggravations for him, which is a good thing for Seahawks fans because he is one heck of a player. When healthy, as we mentioned, that he probably won't win rookie of the year, but he is still up there for consideration. So completely I mean, no. ran. Go ahead. No, no. J- JD is our own Ian Rappaport on this show. So uh, that man get... has huge. That man has huge freaking ears. I hope my ears aren't that big. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep this headset on, man. Can't see my ears. <laughs> that's that's how he hears all these this news. You know what I mean? Like he gets the news quicker than anybody. He hears it a mile away. That's he can retire is. from from football and go get a um a job as an, an elf or in Lord of the Rings and save him <laughs> money on save him money on um oh. you know <laughs> on all the brutal. makeup and stuff. That is brutal. <laughs> that that was honest and brutal at the same time. I don't I don't know, man. That's that was a little that was a shot at Ian Rappaport, unlike I've heard. Hey man, got gotta throw my own twist <laughs> into it. I, I do definitely respect the man and the way he reports things. Uh, extremely knowledgeable. One day, if I could be on that level, that'd be awesome. If it requires getting some ear uh, treatments to, <laughs> to change my ears to look like that, then I guess I'm going to do it too. But anyway, anyway, well, love it, love it. One quick, quick random note: uh, according to NFL executive Peter O'Reilly, the Mexico Stadium is being renovated for the World Cup. So next year, looking like there will not be a game in Mexico, and they're going to try to do two games in Germany instead. So that'll be interesting, but um, <laughs> just sounds funny. Re- renovating it for the world cup, thus no football, but when you talk about, Hey, there is football, just not, not American football. You talk about the rest of the world, you know, soccer is more important still. So it's made me laugh when I saw that. Food, football, as they say, right. Right. I'm, I don't yeah, know if I'm yeah. saying that right, but. Yep. Yep. Football. Yep. Something I, th- like I think that. you got it. I think you got it. Hopefully, no one hates us in the comments. But <laughs> if you do, if you do, you can send all all angry DMs to Aaron on Twitter at brutal 
80811. So <laughs> he checks that and he'll, he'll hear the crap on that. But <laughs> I'll take the hits, man. I'll take the hits. It's all right. I'll survive. Hopefully, you don't get a concussion on those hits, brother. <laughs> no, but... my name's not Kyler Mur- Or, no, I'm sorry. Not Kyler. Uh, Kenny Pickett. I'll say it like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As my voice cracks. So, shouldn't be making light of the concussions. No, but, we um, shouldn't. Anyway. But we are. But... <laughs> From a man who said it, coming from myself, I've had a few concussions. They are horrible. Uh, I had one that, not to get in my own life, but I had one that took at least a year before I was even close to being back to normal. Um, so I definitely feel for those guys. It's a very serious thing. So hopefully everybody can can get back back to normal there. Yeah, we'll cover some of those injuries. Actually, let's just cover that now real quick. Uh, Russell Wilson, who had that concussion, is ruled out for the next game. Uh, I don't even know who his backup is. Who cares? The Broncos suck. But um, <laughs> Kenny Pickett ruled out. Uh, Tyler Huntley will play. And Mike White is out for the game, meaning Zach Wilson will get the start. Aaron, first thoughts on that? Wow. That's the first time of hearing that. Uh, wow. I mean, time to shine, kid. I mean, you can't – you didn't take any accountability when you lost, and now you're – you're getting lucky enough to get another start. That's that's some crazy stuff going on there. Um, so it's like put up or shut up for Zach Wilson. Oh, 100%. Yeah, the man's getting, uh, unfortunately due to the injury, the man's getting a very quick uh, turnaround time to man up and see what he can do. Hopefully for Jets fans, you know, he's humbled himself and goes out there and actually does something. I don't like the guy, but I do like the Jets, you know, the way that they've been playing their defense and everything. We've covered that before. Had a cut off in the recording there. Sorry about that, folks. But hopefully Zach Wilson goes out there and, and does his thing um, the way they expected him to in the beginning and the, the Jets can can play well and, you know, get a win because they're going to need him to play well. They're playing against a red-hot Lions team who is trying to get into the playoffs. They are sniffing out a playoff spot. So they're going to need Wilson to play out of this world for Wilson standards um, <laughs> to have any chance to win that game in my opinion. So should be one heck of a game. Honestly, that's one that I'm looking forward to, to watching uh, this coming up Sunday. So we'll see Mr. Wilson. You've been given another opportunity. Can you pull a Baker Mayfield or are you going to, you got to suck again? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, who would have thought like at the beginning of the year, if you would have said like, a game in December between the jets and the lions would mean something for both teams. I mean, that's just crazy to think about. Uh, franchises have been in turmoil for quite some time. Absolutely. Yeah, that game's looking like it's almost a must win for either team, especially with the Patriots winning um, here this last week, putting putting heat on the Jets. Jets really need that game. And the Lions coming through a weak NFC. They're sniffing at that last playoff spot with the Seahawks losing at six and, or being seven and seven. The Lions can time up with record there and you know, the Giants and Cowboys or the Giants and the Commanders I almost said Redskins playing <laughs> Sunday as well. One of those teams is going to drop to seven, six and one. So Heating up in the playoff race. Um, speaking of the, the Seahawks, unfortunately for them, Tyler Lockett is going to be out for at least one game with a finger injury. He's going to need to get uh, – he headed in for surgery again per Mr. Ian Rappaport. It was a crack in his first metal, metacarpal. Small crack in his finger. <laughs> Spiral crack in his finger. So anyway, yeah, hopefully he can come back relatively quick for him. Definitely. You know, behind DK Metcalf, they're definitely their best receiver 
for sure after Metcalf. There's no doubt about it. So they're going to need him down the stretch. So fortunately, that's a relatively, you know, it's one game injury, maybe two games tops, but every game's important. So Damian Pierce also is out. It's a shame for him. That guy's having an amazing season. Probably the only bright spot in Houston. But um, I already know your answer to this. But with Kenny Pickett being doubtful, pretty much it comes down to who's going to start, Rudolph or Trubisky. I mean, man, they're... what do you have to lose if you're the Steelers playing Mason Rudolph? That's my question. Like, you saw what Trubisky did last week. I mean, I, I've I talked about it in in great detail last last week's show, uh, so you know if you want to reference that. But uh, I'm not going to totally terrorize his his life again. Um, but <laughs> dude, it, it it's a it's Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry you you've had too many opportunities. Like if if I'm the Steelers, I'm if, if I if Mason Rudolph goes out there and and you know plays a terrible game, I can live with that because he hasn't played all year. But we've seen my thing is like if you try the same thing over and over and you expect a different result, that's insanity. So that is um, the definition of insanity. Yeah. Let's for not sure. do that. Let's not do that. If we're the Pittsburgh Steelers, let's, let's, let's throw somebody else out there and see what they got at this point. Yeah. Mason Rudolph has had some success coming in, in relief. And I think they definitely saw all they needed to with Trubisky's horrendous performance last week. So we shall see. I think I say that a lot. We shall. I do say that a lot. We shall see, but <laughs> I got to figure out some new way to say uh, the future will unfold. <laughs> uh, dude, I say time will tell, but I say that probably fifty times a day. So uh, time yeah. will see. We'll mix it up a little bit. <laughs> time will see. Tell like Yoda a little bit or something there, but, but yeah, that works. <laughs> I will. I will not. I will not hurt everybody's ears here with my Yoda imitation. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so we'll we'll move past the injuries now. Hopefully, no one else will get injured. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely been brutal for, for some teams here. And, uh, yeah, I don't even like to talk about this. So I'll, I'll leave it, you know, leave it. I shouldn't say leave it. I'll say, I'll keep it brief. Don't even really like to talk about this, but in the league meeting, Dan Snyder, talk about a scumbag of a person, um, for the commanders, you know, everything. <laughs> Have you read about that, man? Like I, I try to, I read a, a little bit because, you know, kind of have to have to have an idea what's going on, but, Ugh, so disgusting. So disgusting with all the things going on there. Um, yeah, I, I've heard like, you know, brief things about it. I can't say I've I've read it in detail. I know he uh he claims he has other dirt on other owners and he has dirt on the NFL, which hey, he might, man. I'm not gonna put it past put it past him, but it seems like he's he's using that as a calling card because he's in some literally deep shit, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um Pervert mystery and rap report again. The owners are not, they did not push for him to sell the team in the meeting because there's reports that he's expected to sell the entire team anyway. So they didn't really push, push for it, but definitely would love to love to hear him sell the team so we can stop hearing about all the trash that's happening down there in Washington because they have a good football team. That's not fair to the players. Obviously it's terrible for the, the individuals who have been sexually harassed in the toxic work environment that Snyder participates in and uh, and allows down there so it's another example to me of just a, a billionaire who thinks he's above the law it's my opinion that's brutal man but that's honest so i can't you know what i mean that's fine <laughs> it's fine to have that opinion. yeah yeah no i appreciate that <laughs> um yeah man i mean it, it's it seems like it's been in the works for years though if i'm not mistaken like 
it seems like they've been wanting to sell, like they've wanted him to sell a team for years like uh, cuz of x y and z and now here's another reason so it's like is it actually going to happen that like everybody says it's going to happen but it like remains to be seen you know what i mean it's, it's a weird thing with that team yeah definitely so time will see <laughs> <laughs> time will see couldn't help it yep time will see so that's all i have to say about that as uh, Forrest Gump would say, that's all I have to say about that. Terrible <laughs> imitation. Sorry, I like sorry that. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. He's listening. Tom Let's Hanks about... is listening, dude. So you don't. Uh, I, I think you did fine. I don't, I don't think he'll be upset at that. Hey man, if Tom Hanks hears us and um, wants to complain about my imitation of him. You know, have at it, <laughs> Mister Hanks. You can come on the come on the podcast and show me how it's really done, sir. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. One day talking about another podcast. Talking about another podcast and well-known individuals, Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, Undisputed. This last Monday, bro, you hear about that? That intensity, that fire, that real – was it real? That argument, was that actually real? It looked pretty heated. Did you see the argument between Sharp and Bayless? A lot of people have said, like, if Skip is acting all the time, like, he should have roles in, in some pretty major movies and things like that. I I would agree with that. Like, he – and then obviously Shannon getting absolutely, um, you know, I'm not going to say butthurt because he, he had a, you can make a, a a case that he definitely deserved to feel that way. So, but yeah, I, I did see that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I do love when that type of stuff happens, at least on that show. Cause it's like, it's a flair for the dramatic is, is an understatement. Like they get absolutely lit at each other. So. Yeah, dude, cut it. Speaking of some drama, Skip Bales. Oh, Skip Bales. What, how do you pronounce that, man? Bales or Bailey's? I think so Bayless. Stupid. Bayless. 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 Well, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of some drama, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. So many people wonder whether or not it's scripted or not. It's usually extremely funny. You got two grown men arguing all the time. Um, <laughs> things get heated, though, this last Monday. What do you think, man? Did you see that clip? That, oof. Yeah, I, I love when this type of stuff happens on that show, man, because like you said, they're they're two grown men, but they're two grown men that get absolutely uh, bonkers on stuff. And and uh, the the subject of Tom Brady in general is uh, it's a fiery topic for those two, because Skip obviously loves him, uh, kisses his feet. And then Shannon is uh, is a drinking the haterade all the time on him. So it's a great, <laughs> great, great thing to see. But what do you, what do you think, man? Like we can get into it a little bit more. Oh yeah, most definitely. Drama definitely sells. I I watched it, and the way that Skip was coming at him, and just I mean, I understand that you're you're meant to be dramatic and back and forth, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. When Skip was talking, I'm sorry. When when Sharp was talking, man, Skip literally was like blah 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 blah. Like to me, and, and you could see the eyes on on Shannon Sharp. Like his <laughs> eyes. Like at one point in time, he like takes his glasses off and. Skip's like, put your glasses back on. Man, that was brutal, bro. You know, Skip's like, if Brady at 45 is in better shape, you only play until 35. And it's just like, you know, that was just coming at his coming at his throat, bro. Like, I, you know, personal insults about Twitter came out. There's all kinds of things, man. I don't think, regardless of the show, I don't think you should you take a personal shot. You can throw, throw shade at anybody else. 
But coming at someone like that, it, to me, it seemed it seemed uh, not brutal. It seemed not like dark and just too cutthroat for me. Derogatory is, I guess, the best word that that came, comes to mind on that. Um, Do you have any pushback? No, I don't. I think you're fair in your assessment. Um, I did think it was absolutely hilarious, though, only because it's at the end of the day, those guys. I think uh, when they cut the cameras, they probably say, "All right, man, God, that was intense." But you know, we're 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 running a show that's meant to be a flair for the dramatic. That's my opinion. Maybe maybe they are that cutthroat, and and it goes to commercial, and it's very very awkward for the for the both of them, or maybe <laughs> or maybe Shannon's yelling at the top of his lungs at him. I don't know, but. Um, the part that really killed me, man, was, uh, (laughs) Shannon said at one time, at one point, and I quote, like he didn't say the F bomb, but he said, he said, skip, I'm in the F and hall of fame. Like he, and he was like, I mean, he was so animated when he said that, that, that part (laughs) cracked me up. And then, and then for skip to say, you know, uh, this guy, you know, you're disrespecting the best player that's ever played your game. And then. Uh, he's playing better at 45 than you did at 35. That that was a pretty pretty good seismic shift uh, shot. You know that's a Mike Tyson type shot uh, to <laughs> to the chin of Shannon Sharp. So uh, pretty funny. Uh, it is the the point in which I do agree with, and and we can move on after this. You know briefly, but Skip said, or uh, I'm sorry, Shannon said that. You know you're you're just coming at me. You're taking personal shots at me, and all I said was. Uh, this guy's playing at a, not a high level, which I mean, he's in reality, he's really not like he's, he has a, the, the team's pretty crappy and, and, you know, there's a lot of uh, problems with that offense in general, but for skip to go that far uh, after Shannon basically was just saying that, that Tom Brady played like crap on Sunday, that, that was a little bit overboard, but it definitely, uh, definitely got, got the attention from, from really any sports outlet and any sports podcast across the country. So uh, they probably got their mission accomplished in my opinion with, with getting earballs and uh, eyeballs and, and ear, ear- earballs. <laughs> <laughs> getting getting ear- eyeballs and, and ears on, on the, on the show. You know what I mean? It, it, there's no way that, that people didn't at least see the headlines of, of that and, and click on that clip probably went viral. I'm sure of it. So it was trending on Twitter at one point. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully, yeah, these guys make up and it's all good. <laughs> I do know that they were in complete agreement about this next thing we're going to talk about. The comments by Mr. Potential Defensive Player of the Year, Michael Parsons, taking personal shots at Jalen Hurts. Was that a personal shot? What did you think? What did you think? I know you've had to see that clip a bunch of times by now. Right. Um I don't think it I think that one's a little bit um uh, a flair for the dramatic as well. I mean, I I understand what Micah Parsons is saying. Like he said, you know, I think it's more so the system basically is what he said than it is Jalen Hurts, uh, to paraphrase it. But I mean, man, like it's not like he said Jalen Hurts is like an average quarterback with a great system or something. Like he he just said, I think, you know, it has to do a lot with the system. So I, I mean I, I think it's overblown. I think obviously Eagles Cowboys, there's going to be drama. There's going to be uh, that, that brutal rivalry that it is, but I, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe I'm like, you tell me your thoughts, but I, I was like, not that big of a deal. We can move on. I saw, did you see what Jordan Malata said to that effect too? 
I did. Yeah, I was going to bring that out. You know, uh, Parsons on the the Von cast with Von Miller uh, on that show. He brought it up just randomly to, to Miller. Is it hurts or the team? It kind of took Miller back. I saw um, Miller's response. He went on the Pat McAfee show and said that he doesn't typically go for hot takes. And Parsons put him on the spot for a hot take there. So that, that's what that, you know, came out. And that's what that was about. And, um, I, you know, I, I see where Michael Parsons was coming from. Um, you know, he went on to say, I'm not trying to make no enemies. I just love the game so much. And I understand it. So I understand it so much when things are off. I just can't hold it in. I just got to say something. <laughs> I think he, uh, I think he was throwing, throwing more shade at, at Hertz than maybe you're getting, you know, you're saying, I don't think it was necessarily dirty, but I love it, dude. I love it. He comes out and says something like that, just adding fuel to the fire. You know, Jordan Mailata, his direct quote. Um, well, first of all, Jalen Hurts' response was priceless. Um, <laughs> well, did, you know, did you see his, his response? Yeah, I did to see it? that, yeah. He handles every situation the right way, to be honest with you. He really does. He's a phenomenal leader. He has a, a lot of maturity. Um <laughs> Only response, we're worried about the Bears right now. So nonchalant, <laughs> nothing at all. I think Jordan Malata, especially with his accent, his, his response was <laughs> was perfect. <laughs> and I quote, we're worried about the Bears in our game this week. Micah should focus on their game too against whoever that F-U-C-K they're playing. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> we're playing the Chicago Bears, not the Chicago Micah Parsons. <laughs> I was just like, that's so perfect coming the defensive of his quarterback. And uh, I just have to bring up the point that we could say the exact same thing about Dak. How many years has Dak hasn't had an excellent, and this goes back to the fact that I think Dak is overrated. Um, how many years did he have an excellent line? You know, Zeke in the backfield, you know, he had the receivers, great receivers, you know, is it, is it this, you know, and didn't have the same success that Jalen Hurts has? Yes. Have we, you know, the Eagles, have they gotten to the playoffs yet? Well, yes, they actually have gotten to the playoffs, but have they won a Super Bowl? Have they gone to that next level? Remains to be seen. But okay, the argument can be made that the, the Cowboys' failures with their team, the Cowboys are, have the, or had the same level of talent that the Eagles currently have now. And they didn't do jack squat with it. You know, they just kept choking in the playoffs. So I, I think that if someone would have came at Dak, Parsons would be one of the first to jump to his defense, um, as he should be. I think it's important to jump to your quarterback's defense. But I think his his comments were were a little off. But I respect the fact that you know he he sticks to his guns, um, and, and says what he means. It's <laughs> so, funny, man. It's funny. Micah Parsons has come out and said multiple times like he always wanted to be a cowboy and and this that and the third. But uh, he was at one of the Phillies games. Not that obviously it's a different sport, same city though. And he was like you know, rooting on the Phillies and, and talking in, in length about how much he's a Phillies fan. So kind of weird if you're a Cowboys fan, but a Philadelphia Phillies fan, I, I just, as a side note, um, obviously not a big deal, but he's a little bit, uh, I don't know, man. He, he He's definitely an opinion, opinionated young man. I can say that because he's, I think he's younger than me. Uh, he was like 24, 25 <laughs> years old, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, like you said, fuel to the fire, add some gasoline to that fire. Cause uh, Jalen Hurts just said last week, man, he, I take my scars wherever I go, uh, no, you know, in reference to the Giants beating him last year. So I, I, that's going to be in the that's going to be in the motivation bank for sure for next for next week. A 100 percent, 100 percent. It's definitely going to fire the Eagles up. I think it's actually going to backfire. because I mean, what are the Cowboys getting fired up about right now? 
nobody was offended or nobody was uh you know nobody came out against the Cowboys and said anything about their quarterback or their players and now all of a sudden you got Parsons you know coming at, at Hurts and coming at the offense or not coming at the offense but coming at Hurts directly and obviously we just mentioned Malata's response but I think he just you know screwed himself and screwed the team over more than he realizes now it might look like a fool if the Cowboys beat the Eagles which I don't expect to happen but if that does happen I'm gonna look like a fool but um right now I think that was this really a stupid thing to say but he is young and he'll learn from those things remains to be seen whether or not it actually has any major effect on this game so I love it I, th- I think it's great just extra extra um drama to the already extremely dramatic Cowboys team and the dramatic <laughs> Cowboys Eagles rivalry so I'm definitely loving it for sure, 100. And Skip and Shannon completely agreed on that. Actually, um, it was nice <laughs> that they they were you know they made up and and, and they're buddies now. So they for seem now, to be on for good now, terms. Yeah, for now. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Who knows when the next stupid thing will be said, whether it's scripted or not? Maybe Give they it script, a couple maybe months, they, man. Max, couple, couple, yeah, Max. <laughs> there you go. You're giving them a giving them a nice cushion there before before them come back at each other so we'll we'll see man we'll see but uh first first the cowboys they got to get past jacksonville and uh red hot trevor lawrence he was just came off his i believe this is his first first offensive player of the week award in the afc um do you think dallas goes out and absolutely obliterates in that in that game or do you think they they kind of pull a stinker like they did in houston you know what are your thoughts on that game? That could be a lot closer than people think. I mean, currently Vegas has Cowboys as four point favorite favorites, but that's not really that many that many points. And the way Lawrence has been playing, what do you think? Yeah, I know. Uh, obviously, playing in Jacksonville is better for for the Jaguars there than than coming to Dallas to play that game. Not not that home field advantage is massive in a game like this, a regular season. But yeah, man, I think I think Jacksonville poses a threat to them. I think. Um, Dougie P is definitely having them play a lot better than, than Urban Meyer could even dream of after that disaster of a season last year. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I give the Jaguars a good chance of winning this game. I think it's going to be a close game if I were to were to predict. And, uh, you know, Cowboys might come out on top, but uh, either way, I think this game's close and, and it can, it's one of those, it's a, it's a toss of the, you know, it's a flip of the coin on who wins this game. I don't think the Cowboys are going to obliterate the Jaguars, uh, by any stretch I, I just think the Jaguars will be ready to play for this so upset alert I mean the Jags still could win their division we got to remember that too so this is a game the Jags must win if they're going to stay in the playoff hunt whereas the Cowboys have um, obviously they don't want to lose but they have a relatively smooth sailing to make the playoffs even if they lose this game and, and lose to the Eagles they're they're still sitting pretty to make the playoffs so I, I definitely think the Jaguars are going to come out and with a very intense uh, game plan. You know, Doug Peterson obviously knows the Cowboys very well, playing against them you know, twice a year for a couple of years in a row there. So it should be a good one. It should be a good one. When we get to the pickums. I am going to pick the Jaguars uh, as my my upset team of the week. So I might look like a fool, but uh, I, I don't mind uh, looking like a fool to potentially see an amazing uh, <laughs> destruction <laughs> destruction of a team I don't like. So. We, yeah, a little man. teaser, man. Um, a little teaser already with the pick. Yeah, the there's, there's my pick. There's my pick. I'm teaser. <laughs> so let's preview this Eagles game. Obviously, we know Hertz is uh, not looking past past the Bears. It seems like the entire the entire team is is going to be ready to to play. You know, the Chicago Bears. Um, 
that could could that be a trap game in any way in any way at all they're playing in chicago soldier field i think uh i think see i was thinking that earlier but now just the way i mean you can't base everything off of of how someone approaches the game you can't you know it's any given sunday in the nfl but um everybody saw that clip of jalen hurts just absolutely locked in uh everybody else Quez Watkins is pretending to throw money or, or AJ Brown, one of the two there. And they're, they're just having fun. Devontae Smith, you know, having fun, nothing wrong with that. But Jalen Hurts is just sitting there like a uh, man on a mission. Uh, reminds me of like a Kobe Bryant type of type of uh, determination or, or focus level there. So I just think the Eagles, I think the Eagles are going to come out heavy on the run game this week. Uh, Bears defense, not very good at all, but in a cold weather game and in soldier field, I think, um, yeah, I think the, the Eagles do win this game by, you know, seven to 10. So playing against the bears this week, is that a trap game? I don't think so, man. I think Jalen hurts is too locked in too too determined on bigger and better things that, yeah, it, we're, we're looking towards the playoffs with a playoff spot locked up, but, it's any given Sunday, and he, I think he's mature enough to know that. Like every game matters, uh, especially with with Dallas right there, the Vikings, you know, right there for the seating and things like that. So every game matters. I think Jalen Hurts, like I said, realizes that, and I think this might be a low scoring game as far as like I think it's going to be a lot of running game. Like I think it's going to be run, <clears throat> excuse me, run heavy um, in this cold weather that is Chicago, you know, Soldier Field and everything else, but. I do think the Eagles win. It might be closer than people think, but uh, I do still think this is a, an Eagles win and, and not necessarily a trap, if that makes sense. Oh, it definitely makes sense. I'm going to fire back with I think it's going to be a more of a high-scoring affair. Yeah, Justin Fields is setting records left and right, running running the ball. You see what the Eagles did primarily on the ground against the Packers. Um, so, yeah, I believe there will be a lot of runs, but these receivers are going to be able to catch the football in the cold as well. Yeah, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, I don't have any doubts that they can catch the football. Jalen Hurts is going to play big time. They're going to come out with a vengeance. I think they're trying to make a third statement win in a row, giving them all the confidence in the world going into that that game in, in Dallas. Um, I mean, the Bears are playing desperate. You know, they, they have no playoff shot. They've lost six in a row, though, so they're going to try to come out and you know, come out and <laughs> get a victory finally. And got some more history on the line for Justin Fields. I mean, he's rushed for at least 50 yards and a touchdown in six straight games. No other quarterback in the Super Bowl era has had a streak longer than four games. So, you know, trying to keep that up. I, I think that ends in, um, in, you know, I'm just going to call it that ends that ends Sunday. I don't think he's going to do that. Um, 50 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they're pretty much one dimensional and you know how, you know, the Eagles can get after the, after the passer, you know, the only thing is, you know, then they have the, the middle of the field that's open and fields. He does a very good job of being able to get out, get away from pressure and, you know, head into the middle of the field. Juke and uh, a man got some, some moves that cheat code and Madden, you know, the quarterback <laughs> position, in my opinion. And, and, you know, he only needs 95 more rush yards and two more rushing TDs to become the first QB in NFL history with one K rush, one K plus rushing yards and, 10 plus rushing, rushing touchdowns in a season. So I think he gets that ultimately, but I'm going to say not against the Eagles. Definitely not. If he does it, it, you know, maybe some garbage time TDs, but I think uh, his streak, his streak ends Sunday. Fair enough, man. 
I mean, you you've called it pretty much every week on the Eagles. So we'll continue to see if that, that comes to fruition, which I do think they win this game. Um, it's weird though. Like the, the team, they, I mean, Washington's better than Chicago, but it would be like one of these games where it's like a team you don't expect. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going to lose one uh, down the stretch, uh, I'd be okay with them losing this one. I don't at all think they will. And I don't want them to, but you know, <laughs> if it happens, it happens. I think 16 and one sounds pretty dope. That would be the first team to go 16 and one. So I, I like that. Obviously not going 17 to no, but a 16 and one sounds, sounds nice. Nice to me. Um, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Eagles with their own slice of history. They have uh, first team in NFL history to have two players with 10 plus rushing TDs, obviously Hurts and Sanders, and another player with 10 plus receiving TDs in AJ Brown. So uh, the offensive uh, records are no slouch for the Eagles, too. So Michael Parsons, I don't care if it's Jalen Hurts or if it's the entire Eagles offense, they're making history and we're coming for you on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you better be ready, my friend. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, looking ahead then, are there any other games that you're looking at, Aaron? Uh, let's highlight, I would say, uh, two or three other games. What, do you th- what are your thoughts? Any big ideas on upsets or are you looking at something to be close or yeah, anything pretty, pretty whatsoever? Cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's pretty cool. They got two or I'm sorry, three Saturday, uh, three Saturday games this week. So it's almost like a college football slate in that respect. Uh, yeah, that's pretty, right. Yeah. Cool idea. I like that. I think they should be doing that more often. Uh, as soon as college ends, I would do that, but I don't make the decisions. I, I don't have that type of pool with the NFL. So um, yeah, man, I think Dolphins bills is one of those games where uh, there's some importance there. You know what I mean? Bills are trying to hang on to the division. Dolphins are sliding, which I predicted this to happen. So you did, uh, you did. I think to a, I think Tua will be the shit show of the week. Uh, I'm already I'm gonna come out and say that already for next week. I think he's gonna okay. get obliterated okay. by the the Bills defense. I think they're gonna pick him off at least twice. Uh, and I do think the Bills have about like Bills haven't looked that great lately. They need a statement win. I think they get it right there. Um, other than that, uh, looking down, I think Bengals Buccaneers is interesting, at least on the surface, just because uh, Bengals been rolling. Our Bengals have been rolling, and then uh, Buccaneers have been, you know, teetering. So that game's interesting. Hopefully, Joey B can go in there and and beat up on on TB twelve a little bit. Um, and then, I mean, kind of not the most exciting matchup, I'll say. Uh, we already we already looked at Lions Jets, so you know we can talk about that for sure. But I think Giants Commanders just because it, it was a tie the last time they played, so. Um, I'm looking for a close contest again, most likely. And I think, you know, commanders will probably win that game in, in Maryland, uh, over the giants over a bad Giants see, team all of a sudden. I want to see another tie. I think that would definitely be the first time. I can't say it's hundred percent. Now I'm going to say with hundred percent certainty, that would definitely be the first time in NFL history that there were a team had two ties they're both against the same team. So I think that'd be hilarious to see them at seven, five, both teams at seven, five and two. Um, <laughs> I think that's unlikely. I think the commanders also will win that game as long as they don't start Carson Wentz, uh, which I know <laughs> Wentz was, Wentz was activated. So he, he could, uh, he theoretically could get in there. Obviously uh, Tyler Heineke has that, has that spot. And I definitely don't want to see Heineke go down, but with the, the way 
quarterbacks have been dropping like flies. You never know. I, I do believe the the Commanders, you know, win that game. The Giants are absolutely humiliated by the Eagles, uh, so there might be a bit of a, a bit of a bounce back and anger and a ferocity from the Giants that we haven't seen in a while because they have been sliding. But I, I think the the Commanders probably come out on top. But that that should be a good one, just entertaining all around. Um, they gave us a lot of entertainment. You know, la- the last time they played, ending in a tie was anticlimactic but hilarious. But just the way that they, the Redskins brought that game back, or to make it a you know. It was the Redskins brought it back and the Giants brought I don't remember the Redskins were up and the Giants brought it back and the Giants were up and the Redskins brought it back. Just good football. So should be a good one. Good one for sure. Hundred percent. I'm looking forward to the to the Giants getting whooped again because I just they're sliding and it's it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I, I would agree that it's enjoyable to to watch the Giants or any any team from the NFC East. Uh, get get destroyed but when it's one nfc East team destroying another nfc East team i don't really you know I, cowboys are my least favorite but it, aside from that <laughs> I, I would rather see a close game in in this case i think it'd be more fun for the football side of things for the fans myself included it's a primetime game so hopefully they both they both bring it um they both benefit from the seahawks loss like like we said earlier but it should be a fun one i'll definitely be tuning into that game two other games for me that that jump out as I'm looking at the schedule here, uh, you know, Dolphins bills. I agree with you. That should be, should be a bills victory. Um, 100%, but the Titans and chargers Titans seven and six have been sliding hardcore. Let's just say the Jacksonville Jaguars somehow upset, upset the, the Cowboys earlier in the day. All of a sudden Jacksonville is six and eight. That almost becomes a must-win game for the Titans because they dropped to seven and seven. Then, if, if they lose that game, they're playing against the Chargers team, who are also seven and six that are, are trending upward. You know, Justin Herbert leading them to a big victory last week over um, the Dolphins, as you predicted. Blah blah blah. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> here I am. Pull, here I am pulling a, a, a Skip Bayless here. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. <laughs> are you offended, Aaron? Are you offended? You go throw down those glasses. I'm in the, I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. I'm in the <laughs> yeah. Hall of Fame. Throw down no. that headset, boy. Pick it back up, man. Come on, pick that headset back up. <laughs> but, no, no, you're, yeah, yeah, you're man. right, man. You know what's interesting about that though is um, the the Chargers, like uh, that run defense sucks. So, like, if they would have to uh, go up against those those Titans at any point, uh, that's that's a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, if there's a game for the Titans to to bring it back in with the running game. Um, Definitely a good good option against the Chargers. You know, Derrick Henry still is the king, even though he hasn't been uh, erupting the way we're used to. I think this could be a great opportunity for him to bounce back. Um, Titans are trending the wrong way. They're desperate for a win. Chargers are desperate for a win. They need it for the playoff, their playoff hopes. I think that's going to be a good game. I don't think that's going to be a blowout. Um, either way, honestly, I think that, that one will be a fun one to watch. And... Uh, Good for the game of football. <laughs> it sounds so so cliche, but good for the game of football. You know, the fans deserve, deserve some good matchups for 100%, sure. 100%, so, man. As far as uh, as pickums go, do you have your three pickums of the week? You are 6-0. and for The two weeks we've done this, you are, <laughs> have gone 3-0. and I'm 2-3-1 and because of, of the tie with the uh, Giants and the Redskins, but so I'm, I'm calling it two, three, and one. I know technically I'm two and four, but that's okay. So a chance to put yourself 
way up in this this match matchup with you and I. Do you have three pickums for me? <laughs> I do. Um, right off the bat, I mean, I'll I'll take. No, you know what? I'm not going to make it easy on myself this week. So um, let's go. Oh, man, this is a little tough looking at these. Um, and my my upset is Jaguars over the Cowboys. I got to be desperate here, you know, and uh, we're going to go my expert or upset pig Jaguars over the Cowboys. You cannot take that one. <laughs> I mean, you can call <laughs> it the other way if you'd like. I'm probably going to be wrong, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm really enjoying watching that man play football. That's for sure. I think uh, not so much an uh, an upset, but I, uh, we already talked about this a little bit. I'm, I'm going to go Bills over Dolphins at home uh, in Buffalo. I know, uh, real quick, Mike McDaniel was wearing around, was walking around with a shirt that says, "I wish it was colder." A um, little ignorant, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, it's funny and all, but uh, dude, your team's sliding real quick, and Tua looks like garbage. So I would not be trying to make a statement like that and give the Bills some more motivation to whoop you, which they will, but. Um, yeah, it's Tyreek Hill knows how to play in the cold being in Kansas City, but we got, you know, and I forget where Jalen Waddle went to college, but as far as NFL career, you know, Jalen Waddle and Tua both playing in Miami. I think they're, I think they're going to suck, to be honest with you. I, I definitely agree. The Bills are going to you know, beat the Dolphins. They're seven point favorites. I think that's, that might be generous, but I mean, division games are always close, or I should say are often close. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But okay, so Bills over the Dolphins. You know, I got the Jaguars of the Cowboys. Uh, what do you got f- for your second game? Um, looking down the slate here, it's uh, an easy one would be Chiefs over Texans. But like I said, I'm not going to make make it too easy this week. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, I'm I'm really not thinking today. Uh, as we were talking about Titans Chargers, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Titans in that one as a little bit of an upset, I guess you would say. I think okay. they, they bounce the back. Yeah, I think uh, Derrick Henry has a good game for the first time in weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with okay. that one. Okay. My second game pick, I already made a bold prediction with Jaguars of the Cowboys, which will probably come back to bite me. I have nothing to lose. I'm going uh, Lions over the Jets. If Mike White plays in that game, I think, you know, the Jets put up a bigger fight. But, I mean, Jared Goff and company just going absolutely bonkers. Uh, as of late, I know the Jets have a good defense, so slow them down a bit. But I, I don't think Wilson can get it done. I think Wilson comes out, he plays a stinker of a game, shows why he was benched for Mike White, and uh, hopefully, at least he can take responsibility for that. So I'm going Lions over the Jets. I like that. I like that. I'm going to go. Unfortunately, I'm going to go Patriots over Raiders uh, as the last one. I think. Um... Bill Belichick will know what Josh McDaniels is going to do before Josh McDaniels knows what he's going to do. Um, <laughs> and, and I just, the Patriots as bad or as average as they are, I think their defense will be able to contain uh, the Raiders. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully for the first time in, in the last couple of weeks, I, I, I take an L I'd be okay with, with the Patriots losing as I, I cannot stand that franchise a uh, long story short, but yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm thinking Raider. I think Raiders once again are sliding, and and you know that they just can't seem to figure it out. Okay, okay, yeah, I I would agree with you that the Patriots will probably win that game. I also would like you to be wrong, so and myself <laughs> to be wrong. So that's your third pick. A little bit, a little bit ballsier than than last last two weeks. Uh, respect, respect. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the game that probably nobody cares about whatsoever. 
just because nobody cares about it. Uh, Broncos and Cardinals. <laughs> Russ probably isn't playing. Obviously, uh, Colt McCoy's in for the Cardinals. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Broncos beat the Cardinals. I mean, I, I see that you know, Broncos are, are favored in that game, uh, but the Cardinals defense, or I'm sorry, the Broncos defense should swallow up Colt McCoy relatively easily, and and rally around whoever goes in to play quarterback. I think with Brett Brett Ripien or Ripien. I, lo- I love that pick, that name. man. That's a great pick. I think that's cash cash money. Cash money. Again, I'm two, three, and one, so don't take my picks to the bank. Um, <laughs> probably will not. Probably will not get you any money. So uh, that's that's what I got there for my three teams: Jags over the Cowboys, Lions over the Jets, Broncos over the Cardinals, Aaron Bills over the Dolphins, Titans over the Chargers, Patriots over the Raiders. We shall see. Should be an incredible week of football Saturday and Sunday. The Monday game, Rams and uh, Packers is probably going to suck, but just because it's Baker Mayfield is playing. Uh, I'm I'm gonna watch it uh, <laughs> just to see how that, see how that goes. But maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about that that game and preview that game a bit. Uh, I'm sure we will actually this coming up Monday's Monday's podcast. So, hey, that's all I got, man. That's that's pretty much wrapping wrapping this week up. I mean, uh, you know, every week there's interesting matchups. I'll say that. So, uh, you know, once again, a lot of these games can go either way. Um, definitely looking forward to some of them. But as always, you know, appreciate JD coming on and and giving his insight and and we're trying to propel this podcast as, as far as we can take it man so look for the uploads every monday every friday for the time being you know we'll sprinkle in some some more as we as we go along i, I do want to shout out uh the 1420 sports podcast as always uh check those guys out they're doing a daily show now um 14:20 in the morning great great stuff there you know 14 minutes and 20 seconds to start your day um Jim in the Jim at Fan in the Van podcast, another great one. Uh, funny, funny guy, very animated, and and has some brutal takes uh, as well. So, uh, level the playing field. Check those guys out as well. Uh, and yeah, uh, you know, appreciate all all the uh, listeners, and and definitely check the the Twitter handle uh, at brutal zero eight eleven. What what else you got at there, uh, JD, to, to wrap it up? I got nothing else, man. Thanks for coming on talking here with me it was a good chat thank you for all our listeners tweet tweet it back download share it with your friends give us some flack whatever you got to do we're ready for your brutally honest take <laughs> on our podcast as we will give you our brutally honest opinions so that's all we got love you guys peace peace out